There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Iconic R&B group En Vogue electrifies the Birchmere tonight in Alexandria, Virginia. I spoke with the trio about the group's biggest hits from Free Your Mind to Don't Let Go. We're here with all three members of En Vogue. Hey, thanks so much, all three of you, for joining us. Yeah, Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. This is Terry Ellis. And this is Cindy Heron. And this is Rona Bennett. And we're catching up with all of you en route to the airport uh, at, yeah. at the early crack of dawn for you. guys. <laughs> five in the morning. For you. I appreciate you, you joining us. Um, so how exciting uh, are you Are you to play the Birchmere? Is that is that where you're hopping on board to, to fly? Are you flying into D.C. today? Is that what's going on? Yep. Yeah. We're really excited. Um, we love the Birchmere. Um, you know, it's. We always have fun because the, the audience is intimate. And so, you know, it gives us an opportunity to connect on a, you know, in a different way. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's not only is it historic where everybody under the sun has right. played that place before, it's, but yeah, it's, you're, you're right up. It's, it's intimate. It's, a, it's a great, there's not a bad seat in the house, really. Where, right. where does this, where does it's this funny. fall for you guys? Um, you know, how, how have you spent the past like year and a half? Cause it's been, everyone's been sidelined and, you know, how exciting is it to, to finally get back out there and play some live shows again? It's very exciting. And yeah, for, for most of the last year and a half, we all were at home just waiting out you know, the pandemic and the lockdowns. And starting April this year, 2021, we started getting back out little by little and doing shows. So it looks like we're in full swing again. Now, whenever I have a, you know, a band or a group of your stature on here, um, I I love to find out sort of like the origin story. So I knew you were formed in Oakland in like 1989, but how did, how did you all actually meet? Like, what was that meetup story? I'm sure you've told it a million times, but let's hear it. (laughs) Um, Well, this is Cindy speaking. Terry and I initially met before 1989 through a mutual friend. I went to Richmond, California, which is where the audition was. And Terry flew in from Texas for the audition. You grew up in like in California, like San Fran, but yeah. Terry, Terry, you're, you're actually from Texas. So what, what brought you all the way to California? Like how, how did you decide to head out there? Oh, it was the group. It was to audition for in Vogue. I was actually in a band when Carl Lewis, you know, was, um, endeavoring his singing career. Uh, the band that I was singing with locally in Houston, uh, was his band. And I was one of the members. And, um, like Cindy said, a mutual friend of ours knew one of the guys that was in the band that I was in. And 
and he asked him if he knew any girls that could sing because he was telling him about an audition for producers Denzel Foster and Thomas McElroy, who were producers for Club Nouveau, was holding auditions for a girl group. And so my friend said, yeah, I know a girl. She She's in my band. And, uh, you know, that's when I met Cindy. And then I flew out to California to audition for the group. Well, that's wild. You, you said Carl Lewis. Are we talking about, you know, Olympian hero <laughs> Carl Lewis? He was trying to yeah. do a singing career. A lot of people forget yeah. that. Like in the, what, mid to late 80s, he tried, he tried to do the singing <laughs> thing. But uh, sure that's, a good, that's a good tie-in. <laughs> With the Olympics just happened. That's a good tie-in. Wow. So, I know, uh, right? <laughs> So the Olympics not only brings the world together, it brings in Vogue together. There you go. Who knew? Hey, no. I love it. All right. Well, uh, take me back to that very first album because, I, I mean, it was it was pretty much a, a hit right off the bat. Um, take me into recording your first hit, Hold On, in 1990. What was it like putting that one together? Uh, okay. This is Terry speaking. It was amazing. Uh, the creative process is always so much fun. But to make a long story short, the producers came up with this idea to do um, the acapella. Uh, at the beginning of the song and when we gave the song to the record company they didn't like it they wanted to trash the acapella oh wow they didn't like the acapella because it had never been done before so they didn't think it would work yeah they actually didn't even think it was a radio single so uh radio got a hold of the song and started playing it and then uh once the bay area started playing it all the radio stations caught on to it because People started calling into the radio station asking, what is that? What is that? And then it just took off like lightning. You were ahead of the game. They said the acapella is never going to work. And then you guys do it. And then, you know, I guess Boys to Men does it after you. I mean, every, I mean, you were, you, you were, you, you saw the future. They just had to catch up to you. <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, that was obviously the Born to Sing album. So you're now you're on the map. Everybody knows you. Um, and then the next album, Funky Divas, was, I mean, arguably your biggest. Um, take me into the creation of My Lovin', You're Never Gonna Get It. No, you're never gonna get it. Uh, everybody, can, it's, st- it's still an earworm. It's still in our heads. How is that possible? <laughs> I know, right? Well, I think that the, the thing that also made that a standout song, well, it, was, it had a great beat. It was funky. Denzel Foster and Thomas McElroy had you know they they just they had the winning combination in terms of being writer producers and um so they came up with this great song great you know lyrics and the initial uh breakdown breakdown of now it's time for a breakdown it was actually something else <laughs> so <laughs> we recorded this other thing it was it wasn't um uh, an acapella breakdown. It was like a, it was like a chant, like we were saying something, and I won't tell you what we were saying. But it was so lame. What were you saying? <laughs> so lame. No, I need yeah, to when we listened back the next day, we were like, no, that that can't work. <laughs> so then Denzel Foster came up with the acapella breakdown, and it kind of had that that sort of forties vibe, nineteen forties um, swing vibe to it. And when we sang it, we were like, okay, that's it. That, that's a keeper. <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, a lot of radio stations thought it was a keeper, too, man. Everybody, everybody played that. Um, and that, that same album, Funky Divas, also had Free Your Mind. I, I feel I can't say that title. I, I, wanna, I feel like i got to shout it. <laughs> Free Your Mind! So, um, uh, I mean, that's almost like a call to action as much as it is a song. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we've always felt that, you know, as women, we had something to say. And our producers, thankfully, thank God we had men who were 
backing that up and, and encouraging it. And, you know, as black women looking at what's going on in our culture, uh, that's been going on forever. We felt like we wanted to translate that message. And, uh, and we were actually singing about personal experiences, uh, with prejudice. So that's how that song came about. <laughs> Who came up with that opening line? Prejudice wrote a song about it. Like to hear it. Here it go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if you remember, um, in Living Color. Are you kidding me? Oh, we don't Do you remember? <laughs> I can't remember. I, I forget the character's name. It was but David Allen. But it, it was, was David, David Allen Greer. Calhoun Tubbs. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's, that's him. That's him. Well, you know how I used to say he used to uh, connect everything to that little that little saying. Wrote a song about it. Like, he wrote a song about it. Like here, here you go. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, one day we were in the when we came to the studio and we were wrapping up the song. Our producer said, "What if we say?" Prejudice wrote a song about it, like to hear, here we go. And we're all characters anyway. We, we love caricatures and, you know, just being quirky and doing things differently. And so we were like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So that's how that happened. <laughs> that's such a great story. I did, you know, I never even, I'm a huge fan of In Living Color. And of course, we all love your music, but I never, I don't know why I never made the connection that, that that's where that line came from. So thank you. Thank you for asking. You're the first person in 31 years to ask that question. <laughs> It'll probably be another 31 before someone else asks it. You have to listen to this interview on the way to the airport at 5 a.m. to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. C- continuing uh, chronologically, I got to ask about what a man, what a man. Uh, Salt and Pepper off the Runaway Love album. It was huge at the time, but in hindsight, to look back and realize that you had the, these two famous acts, you know, In Vogue and Salt and Pepper on the same exact song. That thing is so iconic. Talk about how exciting it was just to, to work with Salt and Pepper. I mean, that I mean that is like a dream pairing right there. Yeah, it was very, very exciting. We um, really loved Salt and Pepper. And I don't think anybody was thinking before that song that there would be any way to get a, a female vocal group and a female rap group together on something. But someone in their camp reached out, I think it was Herbie Lovebo, reached out to our management team uh, and asked if we were interested in doing a song with Salt and Peppa. And of course, we were going to say yes. <laughs> we love <laughs> him. So it was very exciting working with them. We had a lot of fun. And yeah, the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> the rest is history. I mean, you are the one that that, that famous refrain is. You're singing that famous refrain, right? Yeah. Yes, we are. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was so much fun. It's a lot of girl power on the set. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. All right, well, maybe time for one more song. Uh, this is this one. It's it's funny. We've we've named so many hits, so it seems weird to say that this next one might be the biggest, coolest, catchiest song, but it might be. Uh, Don't let go in 1996 uh, off of I guess it was the EV3. Actually, I think it was on the Set It Off movie soundtrack as well. Um, right. I even remember my father coming in and being like, oh, you got to listen to this new song. And we're, you know, we're just this white family in like Maryland farmland. And when he comes in, you say, you got to hear this new song. So talk wow. about what made that so catchy. Wow. That's cool. You know, it's, it's such an anthem too. Um, yeah. We loved it when we first heard it. We loved um, recording it with uh, Organized Noise. They were a great team, very talented. And we were so happy to have a song on the, the soundtrack. Set it off. It was it was a really great iconic sound, which we didn't know at the time, but. It was. You know, uh, Don't Let Go, as Cindy mentioned, is an anthem. Uh, so many people, when we do start that song, there's no need for us to sing <laughs> because the audience <laughs> can take it over and, um, and, and 
you know, it's just, it's a beast all its own. Um, it's so dramatic. It's, um, I love the way that we're able to have some really creative, um, instrumental movement with it. Uh, the choreography by Frank Gatson, very powerful, um, to share with the audience. So for me, it's, it's one of our most powerful songs that we perform in the set. And also, while I have you on, uh, how exciting was it to join the group? I guess was it in 2003? I mean, what's it like stepping into, you know, a, they were a totally established, you know, world famous group. How welcoming were they? Or you have your sisters on here. I mean, embarrass them with kindness of how great. They <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's, I love that. <laughs> embarrass them with kindness. <laughs> I like that. Right. That's you can different. see. There's your next song title. There you go. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. That is actually. You know, you've been it, doing it really such is. a great interview. Um, yeah. I think your energy, your questions. Um, yeah. You know, the, the details surrounding how you're digging into uh, the background of this band. I think it's really cool. Oh, um, thank you. That energy is literally. It's just coffee talking. <laughs> Okay. Shout out to the coffee. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to the coffee. <laughs> this has been brought when to you I, by K Cup. <laughs> when I, I um it. came on board back in the day, I, I'm really um you know it definitely surprised me. Um, because I wasn't anticipating being in a group. I always had, uh, aspirations of being a solo artist. But when I did get an opportunity to meet Denzel Foster, uh, one of the, um, founders of the group, and, um, he thought enough of me and my work at that point to introduce me to them, uh, it, it became a thought that I entertained, of course. But going up to, um, the Bay and meeting Cindy and Terry, it just clicked. It, there wasn't, um, for me much, of a moment of even feeling uncomfortable or like this is going to be weird. I don't, I don't remember uh, having any other feelings other than stepping in there being a down to earth energy for me to relate to immediately. They were very um, open armed and welcoming. I think that their huge respect for um, Denny and Tommy's uh, musical ability and ear and um, guidance when it comes to what this band or brand is all about, uh, they trust. And I think that's really awesome because you can see it in the longevity of their relationship and, you know, how these relationships are still close after all these years. So I um, I feel like I just walked into the most welcoming energy. And ever since then, it's pretty much been the same thing. We've been able to build this beautiful bond. And it's been my pleasure and honor to do what I can to keep this brand grow uh, going and growing. For sure. Well, that down yes. to, same down-to-earth energy you can hear in this interview. I really, really appreciate everybody joining us. But before we run, I do want to yeah. ask about, I mean, we've covered, you know, the, the music career up and down, but um, you mentioned In Living Color earlier. You actually, and Vogue actually has appeared in a couple things on screen. You were able to pivot into into TV and movies. And uh, what was it like doing the, what was it, Batman Forever? You, yeah. Any fun <laughs> stories of, you know, be, being on set with Val Kilmer or Jim Carrey or anything, any good stories with that? Um, well, we were, we're always happy to be on screen because all of us do love acting. Um, but you know, I, I will, that, the, the Batman Forever, it was cool, but it was just, it was such a short little cameo. But being on In Living Color to me, um, was great. Just being there with the cast, very talented cast, um, and, um, and just laughing. They were all so funny. Um, those, that's a great memory. And to be, um, you know, in a scene with Jamie Foxx, a very talented Jamie Foxx. But also oh, yeah. to see the young Jim Carrey, who, who's just a phenomenal 
entertainer and actor, and really the whole cast. They, they were all very, very talented. So yeah, we had a lot of fun, and we were very honored to be on that show. We did a Christmas movie uh, with the three of us, Terry and myself and Rona. And David um, Allen Greer. Yep, and David Allen Greer. That's right. And that's right. Um, on Lifetime in 2015, I think. What was it yep. called? It was called... Um, an Info, Info Christmas. Christmas. Oh, well, there you go. Hey, what, I, I probably could have guessed that. <laughs> we did an Invo Christmas special. Oh, what was it called? Invo Christmas. Yes. <laughs> we were cracking up so hard with David Allen. Oh, David, he has so many great, scenes where we had to force ourselves not to laugh. Yeah, I mean, that's it's it's. I, I had no idea we'd be talking in living color so much during this interview, but it's so true. Like, if there's any young young ones listening out here, please go back and watch it. I mean, everyone talks about <laughs> SNL and everything else and Chappelle Show, of course, but in living color, oh my God, it's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah, the way yeah, it's hilarious. And, Jim Car- yeah. I mean, yeah, you mentioned Jim Carrey with, uh, what was it, Fire Marshal Bill? Let me tell oh you Oh, my something. God, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It is Classics. just cracking up. And then, I guess, most recently yeah. on that front, uh, Eddie, you were with Eddie Murphy. Didn't you do the Coming to America sequel, too? Were yes, you? yes, it did. And, that was really um, awesome. And that was really awesome, too, for us. It was such, you know, to be invited to come back for such an iconic film, part two. It was amazing being on the set. The set design was just awesome, the wardrobe, and then and to see the, the cast members there that day that we saw, it was, um, it was a dream come through, and so we're really yeah. proud to have been invited to be a part of that movie as well. And to re-record What a Man, and, you know, the new version, What a King. <laughs> <laughs> what a king, what a king. Uh, right. Awesome. Well, you guys have been more than generous with your time. I really, really appreciate it. It was a really fun interview. Uh, anything else uh, we should know about the, the Birchmere show before we run? You know, why, why should our listeners come on out to that show? If they, they should come them? on out because we need to have a good night of entertainment. They need yep. to come on out and party and sing along. And they've just been, you know, locked up for far too long. And <laughs> we need to see them and they need to see us. That's right. <laughs> And we're going to be performing all of our hits, hits from the 90s, and we're going to bring it to the present time. All the way we're going to be to our Electric Cafe album. Yeah, some songs from Electric Cafe. Yes, Electric Cafe was what, uh, 20, what year did 18, that come out? 18. 2018. 2018, yeah. It, it feels, you know, it's, I call it the before times. Before the pandemic feels like 20 <laughs> years ago. It's so bizarre to me. But, yeah, 20, it was only three years ago. So Right. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for making time for WTOP at this early, early hour. Uh, thank you. Go catch a nap on the way to the airport. I'm on coffee, oh, now, yeah. so I'm up. But you guys should go back to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, much more on the plane, maybe. maybe yeah, exactly. I hope so. There's no turbulence. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you so much. In Vogue, uh, coming to the Birch Mirror. Uh, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. We appreciate it, Jason. Okay. Right. Peace. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.
I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.